Thanks for joining us for the sixth episode of the Xamarin Podcast. We've been away for a little while, but we're back now and ready to talk more about Xamarin and all things mobile. Usually I start off saying, hey, it's you know very cold outside or quite warm outside. Normally it's in Manchester. Uh, but the reason why we haven't done one of these for a while is actually I uh, moved from the UK over to Manchester and I'm now uh, actually sat in the centre of Boston and it's pretty cold here. It's uh, 6 degrees or about 42 degrees Fahrenheit, I believe. Um, so not too cold. It was minus 7 on, on Monday, so pretty glad it's warmed up. I say it's warmed up. Still pretty cold, but it's warmed up here. Um, and we'll also have Pierce on the line. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Just uh, wrapping up the semester for school. So while you were moving, I was doing projects and studying for finals. Very nice. So we actually saw each other only about a week ago. Yeah, uh, I think I saw you at the, I think, I know I saw you at the uh, at the roadshow that was in Atlanta. Uh, I think it was like a week ago, exactly. Yeah, so uh, for the last week, um, myself and James Montemagno uh, from Xamarin, we've been uh, part of the Xamarin um, Roadshow or the or the Modern Apps Roadshow that's been going around with Carl and Richard from the uh, .NET Rocks po- uh, podcast and also the the Tablet Show. Uh, so we've been visiting different uh, cities um, and also there's more coming up. So if you want to check that out, then you can go to xamarin.com/modern-apps-roadshow. Of course, we'll give you the link on on the podcast. Um, I'm going to be talking in Chicago, Columbus, and St. Louis in December, and then it goes over to the uh, west coast of the country and then it's going to be um more uh, more talk about xamarin uh, from john's uh, from james montemagno over there um while we we're on this uh road show uh, there was a, a boston stop where i stopped and, and spoke to carl and rich on on their tablet show podcast um so you should uh, check out that podcast if you want to know a little bit more about um what we spoke about there and also aaron bockover who also works as a xamarin.mac uh, lead engineer he was talking with them in the uh, Rally Durham show, uh, which they also put up on their website. So um, if you want to hear some more um, more Xamarin talk, you can go and listen to those. Yeah, and if uh, the Modern Apps Roadshow is coming anywhere near you, I would definitely recommend going. I actually brought a few of my buds from university, and uh, they really enjoyed it. I got to hear about .NET Rocks in general, got to hear a little bit about Visual Studio, and got exposure to Xamarin. It was their first time, and they really enjoyed it. Yeah, and, t- and talking about the uh, Visual Studio um, stuff that they were, were learning, uh, I mean, the big news that uh, since the last time that we were talking together was that, that uh, Microsoft partnered uh, globally with, with Xamarin. Um, so Soma um, from Microsoft went and announced that they were forming a, a global partnership with Xamarin. Um, basically, they kind of said, hey, we know that developers want to go on multiple devices um, and they need to target iOS and Android. And Xamarin is the way for for their customers uh, to reach that market. So that was a really nice thing. There's a blog post up on the Xamarin blog post. I think there's also um, a lot of press releases around that. A lot of the news uh, articles such as Ask Technica and um, ZD, uh, ZDNet picked up on this as well. So uh, that was really interesting um, news that, that came out for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think the announcement is really beneficial for both companies. I know a lot of the... Uh, just Windows typical developers haven't really moved over to mobile yet, but this is like a really fantastic opportunity. You can develop in C Sharp, uh, in Visual Studio, all the tools you're familiar with, and uh, learn a new platform, which is pretty cool. And if you're like me and you kind of came into it on the iOS Android side of things, well, 
this is kind of an opportunity for me to explore the Windows ecosystem. So I think it's really awesome for, for both companies. Yeah, and, and part of this announcement was also for the uh, portable class libraries and NuGet libraries that Microsoft had already released. Um, so part of these are the Microsoft BCL build components or the portability pack um, and things such as even ASP.NET, SignalR.NET client. Uh, these libraries were released originally uh, with a license that didn't allow you to actually uh, use these libraries on anything but um, a Windows machine or, you know, a, a Windows or Microsoft uh, running machine. Um, so with the, the uh, recent announcement with the partnership, it also means that these libraries are now available to be used on, on any platforms that allows you to use them on iOS and Android, and you don't have these license restrictions. So it's really nice that the team kind of took care of that and uh, and they enable this for developers to kind of use their libraries wherever they, they wish. Uh, so we mentioned Visual Studio earlier. Visual Studio 2013 was where the announcement was made. Uh, prior to the other day, I don't really think there's official support, but now there is official support uh, with Xamarin's tooling and Visual Studio 2013. So uh, there's significant improvements to the Visual Studio extensions with Xamarin. And uh, so you can use the uh, latest IDE from uh, Microsoft and develop for mobile, which is pretty cool. Uh, in addition, uh, if you're an MSDN subscriber, there's some really cool stuff that uh, you can get. Uh, there's an extended 90-day free trial, so if you've been really trying to try out Xamarin and you haven't had an opportunity yet, this is a great opportunity. And then uh, coming up at the beginning of the new year, there's uh, Xamarin University, which uh, is going to be a training program from Xamarin, and you can get free training from that. Chris, I think, knows a little bit more about that than me. Uh, do you want to tell the folks about that? Yeah, so if, as a MSDN subscriber, you get uh, access to the Xamarin University training course, which is basically going to be live online training from uh, different mobile experts um, from Xamarin. And, and this starts in January. Um, and so basically, you want to sign up. I believe that there's limited seats for this. So um, you can, uh, if you aren't part of MSDN, you can still subscribe. There is a, a cost to this. So you um, we'll put a link to where this information is and you can check out the blog post and, and you can go from there to sign up. Yeah, and if you've already kind of uh, been in the Xamarin world for a while, uh, I know a lot of people have been clamoring for that Xamarin certified developer uh, kind of tag that they can put on their resume. Uh, if, at the end of this course, if you take it, you can actually take the certification exam and get that uh, certification. So that's pretty cool. As well as you know the news that Microsoft have been partnering, uh, partnering with Xamarin, um, Scott Guthrie actually had a, a really big blog post on all the um, updates that Windows Azure uh, released. Uh, so they have a lot of things such as traffic management with Azure, um, different ad services that you can uh, now use. Um, but I mean, the one that kind of we're interested in as Xamarin developers is that they actually now support for the mobile services with Xamarin as part of their quick starts. So Windows Azure hosts a lot of um, sample projects that you can just go and download straight from the Windows Azure website. And now Xamarin is part of this. So if you have a, if you just want to create a Xamarin um, application that uses Azure mobile services, you can download the Xamarin Android or the Xamarin iOS um, project and download that and basically quickly get started using Azure mobile services. Yeah, Azure is pretty cool. I like haven't really messed with it that much, but it's, it seems like it has pretty much everything you would want. And uh, it's nice because you're not hopping over to about five different services to do everything. Azure has the notification hub, uh, so like push notifications. It can do websites, uh, and it can store the backend for your app. So it can do pretty much everything, which is really cool. 
Yeah, and I think that's kind of the the goal of it really is to you don't have to worry about you know where you're going to host different kind of services. You can just put them all in Azure, and um, if you ever get um, you know a lot of subscribers, you can always easily push push kind of what what traffic you can put through your uh, website or your your apps as well without you know basically having your servers melt on you. We saw a recent post about Action Bar Sherlock as well as using Xamarin and MVVM Cross. Um, we actually, um, Xamarin actually just released the uh, V7 compatibility library up on the components store. Uh, but this method actually uses the Action Bar Sherlock that's provided already on the components store. Um, so this is a nice kind of uh, small little tutorial on, on the steps you have to go through to get the Action Bar um, into your application using levels such as Android 2.2 and 2.3 which is generally um, not supported um, on the action bar until the Android uh, V7 support library uh, came about as of, as of last week. Yeah, and so transitioning uh, kind of to new stuff, uh, Google Glass kind of got a little bit of buzz earlier this year. Uh, Chris, I know that you have one big news lately uh, with us as developers finding out that there's a native development kit called the Glass Development Kit, uh, whereas previously there was a RESTful uh, API called Mirror. Uh, which you would use. Uh, now there's a development kit, and you can actually uh, push Xamarin.Android apps to the uh, to the Glass device, can't you? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, Google did actually release a Mirror API, which was essentially a, a web service or a website that you would host on a server, and then you could push uh, data or information to the Google Glass timeline. Um, but this was restricted. Uh, because you had to have the Google Glass online at all times. Uh, you didn't have full access to the device. Um, so whilst that was useful, and it's actually now available, it used to be available just for Google Glass explorers. So if you had a Google Glass, you could use this API. They actually have opened up this service now to anyone who wants to use the Mirror API. Um, but they also have announced that they have a, a Glass developers kit, the GDK. And that does allow you to actually install basically from an IDE um, you build your Android Glass app and then deploy that to the device um, and have it running natively. So you can do stuff that's offline or you can get uh, access to more native features on the device, um, which is really kind of interesting. Um, I actually only got my Glass about two weeks ago. Um, one of the requirements was that you have to be in the US. And so I was like, well, just moved to the US and I got invited to use Google Glass. So I might as well go for it and, and play around with it. So um, this uh, Glass Developers Kit came out on November the 19th. Uh, November the 20th was um, the, the big drive from um, Atlanta, Georgia, down to Orlando. And so I thought, what better use of my time than to see what I can do in terms of trying to get uh, Xamarin uh, Android apps up and running on Google Glass. And it actually only took me um, you know, about half an hour to just set the project up, get it all up and running. And then I spent the rest of the day kind of porting over a sample and that all ran uh, wonderfully on the glass. So even if you are if you are a Google Glassware and you, you are using uh, Xamarin Android or you, you're a C-sharp developer and you want to develop for it, then you can do that with, with Xamarin. There's actually no updates required. You can use the existing tools um, and you can do that um, pretty easily. Uh, one of the interesting features is why it's so easy is because Google Glass is actually running um, Android level 15, so Ice Cream Sandwich 4.0.3, I think. Um, so actually, you can 
put kind of whatever apps you want on there within reason. Um, but obviously you want to redevelop and redesign your applications so they fit and work with Glass uh, rather than an Android app that you just literally dumped on there. Uh, it's not going to be very useful for a lot of people. Yeah, I have to admit I was a little bit uh, skeptical about the Google Glass in general, but uh, I stole Chris's device when I was in Atlanta at the Modern Apps Roadshow there and uh, played around with it. And, dude, that thing's pretty cool, and it'd be pretty awesome to see what apps you could build for it. Yeah, I think it's certainly one of those devices where you kind of need to have your own to really understand how useful it is. Uh, Google now is kind of built into it. You can add it as a, as a glassware uh, application and that kind of has all your uh, personal information it would it would random well not randomly it would tell me um, because it knew from my email when I was flying to different places or what place I was going to be at based on hotel reservations it will tell me what the weather would be like in those locations so it will say hey the weather in Atlanta is this and also because you're going to Orlando tomorrow the weather in Orlando is this which is is very useful but it's hard to kind of um let other people know how useful that information is when they're not going to Orlando or they're not on your schedule. Um, but it's an interesting device. Um, it's still kind of in um, in early developer stages. And this is the, the, the GDK that they actually released is still a, a sneak peek of what's to come as, as part of, of their development kit. There's not an, any real easy way of doing authentication at the moment, for example. Um, so that's all stuff that hopefully they'll uh, produce a really nice developer preview um, for people to to try out with. So a lot of things happened at the roadshow, but another thing that happened was I met James Montemagno, Xamarin's new developer evangelist, who's going to be at a lot of those modern app roadshow events. Um, and he's been playing a lot around with Google Plus services a, a lot uh, lately, and uh, he's written a very nice post on using Google Plus sign-in and Plus One sharing on Google Plus. And uh, there's actually a binding slash component that you can just pull right into your uh, Xamarin.Android app and integrate this functionality in. He basically just walks through a few steps, really simple, and uh, it's really not that hard to get uh, it integrated into the app. I thought it would be a little bit harder, but apparently it's not. So just pull the component down a few steps, it seems like about 10 minutes, and you can have Google Plus sign-in in your app, which is pretty cool. That is very nice. Um, I mean, one of the key things that developers want to do with their apps is definitely do uh, login in and, and authentication. There's lots of different ways you can do that. I know that James, during the roadshow, shows how you can do authentication with Azure Mobile Services, but also integra um, integration with Twitter and, and services like that. Um, so it's nice seeing uh, just a, another way of doing that, maybe, which you may want to integrate in with your with your applications. Switching over to the iPad now, I saw a recent uh, tweet from a developer who had worked on a Radio Times Discover TV app. Um, this is actually a UK-only application, uh, so if you try and download it and you're not in the UK, uh, you may uh, struggle to do so. Um, but in the UK, the Radio Times is basically a TV guide that provides... Uh, really good reviews and information on what TV, film, and radio uh, programs are going to be on. Um, and generally, this has been a, a paper magazine that you would buy in the stores, but they've actually gone and they've decided that they want to focus on um, developing for mobile. And so they created this Radio Times Discover TV application where you can flick through kind of what, what's the best things to watch today. Um, you can actually go in there and you can see 
what's what's on TV now. So you have a TV guide similar to what you would have on on a computer screen, but you have it in the comfort of your of your hands and, and on your lap. And also, there's a premium version that you can sign up for, and you get a lot more recommendations. Um, what kind of catch up TV you can have, and a lot more information and reviews um, based on the TV and, and films on there. So. It's a very nice, very nice application, very, very nicely done. Um, so if you are in the UK, I recommend that you check it out. Otherwise, sign up for a UK Apple ID and, and download it anyway. One of the really interesting things about working in the Xamarin office is that you have a lot of our developers come in from the weekend and tell us about what interesting kind of hacks they've been doing over, over the weekend break when really they should be kind of relaxing and enjoying themselves, but sometimes all they want to do is code. Uh, one example of this is uh, Jeff Steadfast. He actually created a open source project called MimeKit. So this is um, MIME, which obviously stands for the Multipurpose Internet Mail Extension. Obviously. Um, so if you are obviously <laughs> right, if you are familiar with doing any mail stuff, then you might know what MIME is. Um, but this is basically a C sharp library that works on iOS, Android, um, desktop, web, um, and allows you to do um, all sorts of things that you would do with mail. So some of the simple things is just create a mail message that you can then email to people or even do a multi-part mail where you might want to create an attachment. But it also handles a lot more uh, complex uh, situations such as if you want to sign your message um, with SMIME or PGP MIME. Um, so it's an open source project. You can go and grab the source code. I recommend that you check it out, especially if you're doing a lot of um, processing of images within your application. And you can also contribute uh, back to the project. As I said, you know this is a this is something that Jeff does for for fun, um, which you know might might be a different definition of fun to some others, um, but definitely a, a really nice project that you should you should check out. Yeah, and I think it's one of those projects that if you're new to open source in general, you can look at, and it's a really good model of like how a project should operate. It's got a GitHub page, so it's really marketable. It has really good documentation. It has a good license, and it's well-written. So like, if you're ever looking for uh, professional uh, C-sharp code that you can learn stuff from, that's probably the place to look. So uh, talking about mobile development in general, we do occasionally around here. Uh, and this week, uh, we have a post from Shane Boyer, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, uh, on being a successful mobile developer. So he opens up and talks a little bit about why Windows Phone, and uh, his argument is visibility is really hard to get on Android and iOS, but with Windows Phone, hey, you can get a, a visibility through uh, programs like Nokia's Develop, um, and really, really, really increase revenue because it's not that hard to get exposure. Uh, and he talks a little bit about uh, building a brand and marketing, which I feel like is one of those things. As developers, we just want to build stuff. We just want to hack on new APIs and release apps, and we wonder why they don't get downloads. Well, uh, I'm more of a business guy myself, and so it kind of pains me when I see an app and it doesn't even have a website um, or a Facebook page or a Twitter or anything like that, which really isn't that hard to do, especially now with Bootstrap and all these cool technologies that you can within six hours have a site up, uh, have a uh, have a Google, uh, a Gmail uh, account for your uh, app, uh, have pages for your, social media pages for your app, and it's really not that hard, and it's something you can do to uh, increase the marketability of your app, and it's really not that hard to do, and it can definitely increase your revenue and downloads, and like we don't see people doing it that much, and I feel like it's something that should be done more, but he makes a really good point about that. 
uh, and has some good uh, media outlets that you can contact if you are developing for Windows Phone. And then talks a little bit about design and how design actually is important, even though a lot of us, like I said, just like to get on with hacking on a new API or a new technology. But design's important, uh, and that's really what the customers see. They don't really care about the back end. So, uh, yeah, design's important. And then finally, he closes out with, uh, hey, we need to build with other platforms in mind. And he kind of mentions Xamarin and the Microsoft and Xamarin. Uh, partnerships that, and how you can build native iOS and Android applications uh, using C Sharp and portable class libraries. So you can really maximize your code reuse. Uh, and if you really wanted to, you could save a bunch of code. You can use Azure Mobile Services. You can use things, libraries like MVVM Cross and the MVVM pattern in general. Uh, save all your backend logic and really just build up the, the UI for each platform in an ideal case. So uh, it's a really great post on just being a successful mobile developer. So if you're new to the field uh, and don't really know much about mobile development, where you should start and that sort of thing, it's a really good article to check out. Yeah, it's a great article. I actually met um, Shane at the Orlando.net uh, uh, Rocks Mobile Apps, modern app roadshow, whatever, whatever the thing's called. It's got a huge name. Um, so I met him there and, and yeah, very nice, very nice guy. So um, some really good points there. I just also wanted to give a shout out to the Gone Mobile podcast uh, guys. Shout out. We've been, you know, kind of, uh, because of all things that's happened the last couple of weeks, we've been kind of slow on this. So they've actually gone and overtaken us and they've now got uh, six episodes on, on their podcast talking about Xamarin Android, Monogame, uh, errors with uh, tracking error reporting in your app, um, talking about reactive extensions. And they have uh, guests such as, Paul Betts, Jonathan Peppers, and Jesse Liberty on their show. So definitely worth checking out that. Um, so all that uh, leaves me to say is, you know, have a good uh, holiday with Thanksgiving coming up and also Christmas. Um, and we'll hopefully see you before, before Christmas. Um, and we'll speak to you soon.